Hello, Dragoons. Today's podcast is about Ranger School. Are you going to starve? You're going to be exhausted. You're not going to get much sleep. A lot of people, they don't put themselves through that type of stress. They say that the school is supposed to simulate combat as close as possible. And I think I definitely saw that there. What was the hardest part of Ranger School for you? Ranger School pushes you to your mental and physical limit. The entire fear of failing was definitely driving me the entire time. We need leaders that understand tactics, understand the combat arms kind of side of things so that they can protect that formation. As far as going to ranger school, I think everyone should attempt it. I believe everybody joins the army for the challenge to pursue the best version of themselves and to be part of something that is bigger than them. This episode will be about this. However, our medium to discuss that will be about the United States Army Ranger School, which was established in 1950 and is a premier leadership school in the armed forces. Now, before you tune out because you think Ranger School isn't something that applies to you or not something that you want to do, I ask you to wait. Ask yourself, what if? Maybe I've sold myself short. Plus, you're going to be able to hear from some phenomenal leaders from 2CR. As always, I'm Command Sergeant Major Michael Burke, and I'm going to go around the horn. I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves. Go ahead. Hello, Dragoons. My name is Soren Rustenbeck Said Yosef. I'm in 3rd Squadron, 2nd Cavalry Regiment. The best squadron there is, you know, in the best troop, Iron Troop. There's 36 other troops that would probably disagree with you, but okay. I mean, Iron Troop is known for, for the best leaders in the in the squadron. And because 3-2 is the best squadron in the regiment, that makes it the Iron Troop is the best uh, troop in the regiment, Sergeant Major. You know what? I love that. And here's why I love that. Because you're passionate about your organization. And everybody should be passionate. Everybody should love where they come from and uh, have loyalty to that organization. Okay, next. I'm Sergeant Nicholas Potter. I'm part of FA Squadron here at 2CR. And I'm an 88 Mike. 88 Mike. Yeah. With his Ranger tab. Outstanding. Okay, go ahead. Major Goons, uh, Staff Sergeant Hazel Pedroza. Um, over at 3-2 Kronos Troop. So how long ago did you go to Rangers? Well, I started February and I graduated in April. Okay. Me and Staff Sergeant Pedroza, we started in March and graduated in May Sergeant Major. Okay. But my journey started out in November of last year, 2019, because that's when I first did like the three twos PRC that we were running. Okay. And it was a good program, but I think kicked my butt. It took me three times to actually get my slot and earn my slot to go to the school. So I think my journey started there. And then thankfully I was able to graduate 520. Yeah, it was pretty unique too, because the instructors we had were prior RIs. Right, yeah. So it was- We have a lot of that now. Mm. You know, when we talk about these pre-assessments that uh, the squadrons run, why do you think we do that? So I, I think it's very important because a lot of people, they see the tab and they see videos or pictures, you know, and everyone thinks like, I want to do that. Right. But right. it's one thing to to want it at the moment, but it's another thing to put yourself, you know, executing that course or put yourself under that stress that it takes to, you know, get to that achievement. And then it's kind of in those moments where you realize, do you really want it as much as you thought you did? It's a great assessment to be able to tell yourself and put yourself under those stress that it requires to do it. So the idea behind the pre-assessment, what we found was if we were just sending people that said, hey, I want to go to Ranger School, they went to RTAC, maybe they made it through RTAC, but they didn't usually make it through the first week. We just didn't prepare them properly. The Ranger stake lanes that you have to do, they would fail those, you know, which are some of the technical tasks, kind of like ESB or EIB, but then also the mental aspect and the physical aspect. Maybe you could pass a five mile run 
But can you pass a five-mile run in the humidity of Fort Benning, Georgia, when you're already tired? And ever since we've kind of formalized that process as far as 2CR is concerned, we have a 75% graduation rate in 2CR. The, the reason that I highlight that number is, is because most of my career was in the 75th Ranger Regiment, and they don't even have a 75% graduation rate as far as everybody they send to pre-Ranger. Why do you think most people don't go to Ranger school? I think it's because a lot of people are afraid. They're just afraid of like going through the pain and the struggle. Because okay. like, a lot of people, they hear about the like the negatives of it. Or you're going to starve. You're going to be exhausted. You're not going to get much sleep. A lot of people, they don't put themselves through that type of stress. It scares people. Maybe people don't want to go through hard things. But that's not really what I believe it's actually about. It's that those things might force them to quit. That they might not be able to persevere through those things. So therefore, it's actually the fear of failure, of having to admit yourself you didn't have what it took to make it through something like that. That's actually what I believe it is. I think a lot of people pre-disqualify themselves. People would think, oh man, range tab, you look at the people range right? tab and you're like, damn, I don't know if I can do it. They just don't want to go through that. As you were saying, like people don't want to go through that suck and quit on themselves, not thinking that they, they're not going to have what it takes. I also think that a, a big piece of that is that everybody, when they see Ranger School, they see it as this giant goal, you know, something that's just overwhelming. And I remember having a conversation with Saeed Niels of, uh during RTAC, is they made you touch a Ranger tab every time you're going into the classroom building. Right. Touching this tab is cool and all, but it just seems so impossible right now. Yeah. Like, I just hope I can make it. And then, you know, it's all about breaking it down to those micro goals where it started to make it more and more achievable. And then when we got to, I think it was the Florida phase is when we were like, whoa, dude, the light is at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Like, it's there. And it just looking back at it, it was just a huge journey. But when we were breaking it down to, you know, not even phase by phase, just task by task, it just made it so much more achievable and so much more realistic. Yeah, I remember telling myself, you can quit. You could say it to yourself as much as you want, but never say it out loud. And just every day, just one day at a time. Because, I mean, that's all you can really do anyway at right. the end of the day is just take it one day at a time. doesn't matter what's happening next week. You've got to make it through today before you get to there anyway. Keep on sucking it up and kind of drive it on as the saying goes. Okay, so how long have you been in the Army? I just hit seven years, Sergeant Major. Okay, how long? I'm going on five. Just a little over three, Sergeant Major. A little over three. Wow, that's impressive. But well, why didn't you go to Ranger School before? Uh, I actually tried. I attempted okay. as a PFC. Okay. But this was back in 2016. What unit? I was at 10th Mountain. I attempted it. I thought I was ready for it. And I failed the ruck. I failed land nav. After that, I got done with the course. I didn't complete it. Kind of gave up on the whole goal. And I thought, hey, maybe when I become an NCO, you know, I, I'll be ready for it. And I'll be able to take the challenge, you know. Then I attempted it again and was successful. Every one of you had multiple failures before you were successful. That's correct. Okay. Do you think you would have done better? You maybe would have went sooner if you'd have had some mentor that would have kind of coached oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, Major. Okay. That would have been huge. I'm not trying to knock my prior leadership or anything like that, but you have to try to motivate the correct individuals who you know have it physically. And then, you know, they have to have that mental game. To, they have to bring that to the table themselves. Right. You know, you just can't try to motivate somebody into going through that school. That's something that you have to do for something for yourself as well. I believe that, you know, part of that motivation is is for yourself because you are the one that has to carry that rock, do all the different things. You'll have a team. You'll have people you can rely on. Still, you're the one that has to, to move. 
no one's going to pick up your weight for you or carry you across the finish line. You have to do it yourself. Have you ever had leaders that have tried to prevent you from going to ranger school in the past? Not in Tucson. Um, all the first sergeants, all the platoon sergeants, they always pushed for ranger school because they were prior RIs and six RTB. Okay. And they always wanted to see people going to ranger school. I want to say I was lucky enough to not have any leadership that would discourage me. Okay. But I definitely didn't run into any kind of leadership that had the same drive that I think as leaders, we should be instilling our soldiers, especially if we see they have the potential, we know they can do Because you see guys, you see PT studs all the time and Yep. And you know they have, that's what we look for. We look for potential in soldiers to be leaders because they're the ones that are going to be taking over the fight after you know we're gone. I mean, I'll just be frank with you. As long as you guys continue to push forward and challenge yourselves, set the example and be a good leader, every single one of you will be SAR Major. Every single one of you. You know, I've talked to Porter about this, you know, numerous times that an idiot Mike that I know got his Ranger tab when he was a young specialist and uh, he just graduated the SAR Major Academy. And I think he just hit 15 years in the Army. So it makes you stand out amongst your peers. Like I said in the introduction, a lot of people think it's an infantry school. Yes. Okay. You do do small unit tactics there, but it's a leadership school. You learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about leadership. How do you motivate somebody that's hungry, tired, cold, wet? already has their go for that for that phase it's the worst you know, yeah. how do you motivate them to accomplish the mission that is the hardest leadership challenge you will have oh by the way you're cold you're tired you're hungry you know and how do you motivate yourself to pass that phase you've you've all talked about how you had the utmost support going to ranger school in 2cr not every unit is like that so the reason i bring that up is while you're here in 2cr Take advantage now because you might not have that advantage going on down the road. It might not be as easy for you. You might have to just fight to be able to compete for a slot. And I'll say this and I'll say it here. There is no one that can tell you you cannot go to the pre-assessment that any one of the squadrons run. And if you pass the pre-assessment, no one can tell you you can't go to Ranger School. And if you run into an issue, come find me because we want to send anybody that wants to go and can meet the requirements to ranger school and if anybody in your chain of command is telling you differently come find me so so let's have a little fun here what was the hardest part of ranger school for you for me it was definitely a mountain face first day of the first look as a squad leader and i had a no-go uh -oh. And my second look was not until the last day of the second FTX. So it was very stressful for me. It kept me on my toes. And it was just physically harder going up the mounds, down the mounds. Yeah, terrain was game changing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would have to say it's Darby. So I'm Why is that? Just because it's like, you know, getting into the whole patrolling and stuff you know I, I didn't have it all memorized down so i had to learn at like a faster pace oh you're than talking about the op orders yeah exactly like that. yeah okay. that's what i'm talking about just being non-11 or but yeah that's probably about the hardest for me just processing all the information and but yeah mountains was difficult as well oh, yeah. having to deal with the rain every day yeah. it rained almost every day on me and my skin on my fingers were like starting to peel mm -hmm. and that just made it hard to work I was seeing like two layers deep in the, into my like my fingers and it just was, <laughs> it was horrible. I'd never seen that before. And you, you get this ruck palsy from carrying a ruck for so long. Your your hands start to go numb and yeah, yeah. your feet start to go numb. And it's just like having to do with that. You're like, oh, I can't feel my hands. Yeah. And, you know, and then you go to an ambush and like your hands are just frozen or like you can't feel them. And but, you know, you push through it. What did you think about in those moments? You know, those moments where, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Is this really worth it? I, I was mo very motivated doing this for a lot of people to set an example. Okay. Uh, my family and stuff. I thought about my family a lot when I was there. 
that really drove me. And then just thinking about how it would be when I get back once, oh, yeah. once I graduated. And it's it's amazing. It's a great feeling to know that you passed this and accomplished this. And people will start, you know, automatically looking up to you and asking you questions. Yeah. It, now people, great. now you're like a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably in my troop. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Golden> child. <laughs> you go walking around some of the FSTs, you're, you're a celebrity. I mean, you're impacting soldiers you'll never meet. You'll never have a conversation with them. But once they know who you are, they're going to be like, wow, I want to challenge myself more. All right. So how about you? How well, about- Sergeant Major, earlier you mentioned the uh, the fear of failure. I actually use that to, okay. to kind of okay. you know, keep myself from going. I, I just, I couldn't picture myself coming back without you know, your shit with all my chain of command supporting me yep. you know you got your peers cheering you on you got your family you know they're back there supporting you as well and just coming back without a tab was just i heard one of the guys back in the schoolhouse who'd say either come back with a tab or a story and be the dude that comes oh back yes with a tab. oh yes so that that entire fear of failing was definitely driving me the entire time for sure i've talked about my ranger school story my platoon sergeant literally looked down the hallway one day Burke, you're taking the PT test tomorrow for Ranger School. And I was like, what? Like, wait, huh? What am I doing? Wait, where am I going? Because in, in the 75th, it's a little bit different. You have to go to Ranger School. You have two years to go to Ranger School. Otherwise, you leave the organization. So you don't really have a choice in the matter. But I was only like six months in. So it was definitely not my time. You know, so Ranger School it definitely got to a point where I've come this far. Not finishing it is not an option. Oh, yeah. I was fully prepared. Before I left to the school, I had the mentality that I was not leaving that school without without being successful. And I feel like that's that's very important to you have to have that mentality when you're there. 11 months down there or three months down there. However long you spend, you get you get the same tab at the end of the day. So, okay. so what was your hardest part of Ranger School? So for me, Sergeant Major, it would definitely be mountains. I want to say, though, Darby was not easy whatsoever that thing was a meat grinder like yeah everyone was dropping like flies in darby yeah there's just so so much that could go wrong like, plus just, that's the first time you start to really be hungry absolutely well. yeah and uh but i think it was mountains when the fatigue and the hunger like yeah. started to just really hit you and the droning started happening <laughs> i still remember walking right now we we're doing a uh, kazavak and we're just finished to ambush and we're, we have this crazy long walk back everyone's asking each other how much further do we have to go how much further do we have to go no one knows we just yeah, just no keep walking and you know they set down the casualty we switched out rotated out and i just closed my eyes is what it felt like for five seconds and then somebody from the way back of the formation was like hey man are you good and then i like shook shook myself out of it and i was like whoa and everybody just like took off and it was like way ahead of me and i was like okay i'm droning yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm I'm sleeping while walking right now. Yeah, so I fell asleep in mountains as a platoon sergeant at the back, you know. So I did the count, you know, counting everybody oh, through no. before, yeah. you know, and everybody walks. And I'm walking. I told my medic, you know, hey, get in front of me. And I was just walking, and apparently I must have stopped and fell asleep. And you know, you have that moment of like panic and like freaking out. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, just stop. Okay, I can hear them, you know, and then I take off running and I find them because ranger school students do not move quietly. Yeah, they do not. <laughs> but that, I like how you said that. You said, like, just stop, take a yep. quick tackle pause because yep. there's so much chaos that happens and you, you have to do that. Yeah, you absolutely that do. Too. So do you think it's made you a better leader already? Of course. I think so. Why? I learned how to lead a squad okay. at a higher level. Like here, I have five, six people in my squad. So it's, okay. a, it's a smaller size. So in leading a squad at a bigger size makes you pay attention a lot more. You got more to worry about. It's more difficult to handle yep. rather than a small group. So it taught me how to talk to people okay. and 
because before that I was a corporal and I was just this mad bulldog corporal would be yelling at everyone, all the privates. He doesn't have a face that shows me anger, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, when I was corporal, I was like a pretty mean guy. I would just be yelling all the time, be pissed off, frustrated. And if if something is not perfect, I would not be satisfied. Right. And coming to Ranger School, I was close to getting peered out in Derby because I had that ah, mentality. yeah. So it really did change how I would talk to people, how I'd handle the conversations. Later on in Mounds, uh, it helped me in, uh, in Florida. I appeared a lot higher, a lot better, and I was just better with my squad. Yeah, you got to forge those relationships. You yeah. know, you got to win friends and influence people, you know, as the Dale Carnegie book says. Okay, so that's, that's interesting. But you got humbled because right. you almost... Got peered. Okay, right, so explain right. what peered is because most people probably don't know. They don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. So at the end of the each phase, you do peers, which is uh, you rank your squad mates from one to how, however many uh, people you have in your squad. The first guy, number one, is the best guy. You can rely on him. And the last guy is usually the shitbag, the uh, guy that does It's a technical term, shitbag. Yeah. Okay. Who doesn't like to do stuff or doesn't want to carry or doesn't volunteer. Not a team player. Obviously, let's say it's one through 15. A couple individuals amongst the aggregate of everybody rank 14, 15. What happens to those individuals in range school? They get peered out. You go to the board with your CO and they look at your file. They read off the uh, the comments on that are on the peer list. They explain to you why you got peered out. If they don't think that the reason of getting peered out was good enough, they might peer push you, and which is which means that they push you to uh, to the next phase, even though you fail peers, just because they think you're still a good soldier and you can still make it through. Or you recycle. No matter what though, someone's gonna end up at the bottom. It's just the way it works. But those comments that the squad mates write about you play huge when they're reading off to you on the board because you could have a stellar squad, which I don't know, I could be biased, but I, my squad was one of the best. You know, there was people that you know, they just had to fall somewhere and it just ended up being the bottom of the list. I think that that's important, though, being rated against your peers, um, because there's no rank in Ranger School. Doesn't nope. matter if you're a major or a private, you know, no one has any rank. You're all the same. Oh, that gets same. ugly sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely does. But you get rated amongst everybody. It motivates people to do better and be more of a team player. You know, you can get your go. You know, you still got peers to pass. You, you got to do everything possible to get your numbers up. Yeah, know? that is part of the motivation. So, yeah, yeah, so I think it's a good thing. When we talk about leadership, these kind of things matter. Because as you go through the ranks in the Army, your ability to forge relationships, overcome people that maybe don't like you, is important. You got to be able to do that as a leader because you have to work. Your ability to forge relationships left, right, up, down is important. It's also going to be pivotal to the success of the element, be it if we're talking about a squad, a platoon, a troop, and everything else. Their ability to form these relationships and work together, despite the fact maybe we don't like each other, but we have a common goal. We have a common mission. We have to accomplish it together. I think that's like the biggest thing that I took away from the school was yep. being able to lead people under those conditions. If you're able to do it there, it just boosts your confidence to be able to do it in any other environment. They say that the school is supposed to simulate combat as close as possible. And I think I definitely saw that there. You know, you think of all the stress factors of ranger school. When you're going through ranger school, your mind becomes accustomed and that is your reality at the time. It's what you're going through at the time, and it's extremely stressful. But it better prepares you for life. It better prepares you for combat. It better prepares you for to be a leader uh, within the Army. Plus, when you come back, it makes you ask yourself, what's next? What else can I do? Have I been selling myself short thus far? 
things that, you know, I remember thinking about when I came back from ranger school. When you came back from ranger school, you were going to conquer the world until somebody threw a hostess in your face and they're like, well, after this hostess, I'll, <laughs> I'll conquer the world, you know? How do you think ranger school has prepared you for kind of the next thing you're going to do uh, with your army career? I think it shows your capabilities, okay. like because ranger school pushes you to your mental and physical limit. And I never thought I could carry an 80 pound rug and take a knee at the same time. <laughs> that was the worst in the mountains, especially. Yeah. It just takes you to your to your limits. And so it really does uh, make you feel like, all right, maybe next thing I, I can go to regiment, go be an actual ranger, go to special forces selection. And it just motivates you. All right, I can do this. I can go. I want to do more. All right, Potter, what do you think? My next goal is definitely to get to the ranger regiment. So Passing this, it's just like, I feel like it's opened the door. I mean, yeah, I still got some time here left, so I'll do my time here, but that's the ultimate goal, and I've always had that since I first joined. I was like, oh, I want to be in the Ranger Regiment. Opening doors. Yeah, opening doors as well, yeah. Ranger School opens a lot of doors, and I will tell you that, you know, I've been through a lot in my career. If you can make it through Ranger School, there's nothing that's not achievable. Being successful, you know, I've done some other things that I have, quite frankly, I've not been successful at. Making it through Ranger School definitely prepared me for anything that I want to accomplish. So to the leaders in 2CR, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do, male, female, does not matter. As far as Ranger School is concerned, you can go. The Army has proven this. What would you say to leaders in 2CR or aspiring leaders in 2CR of why they should go to ranger school. They should set an example that they can, at any any point of time, they can go to ranger school they, and uh, junior enlisted or junior officers, they'll look up to those leaders and try to be better than themselves, better than they were and go to ranger school and learn because it really does teach you how to be a better leader. As with myself, humbled me, taught me how to be a better leader, how to talk to people like a normal human being and not yelling and still get stuff done. People always need to be striving to go get Ranger Tab. There was a Sergeant Major that went through. He was saying that, I think it was a, from 10th Mountain Division. He was saying, how can I tell my soldiers to go Ranger School when I don't have my tab? Yeah. If you tell them to do something and if you don't do that as a leader, yep. they're not gonna it's do it. It's hypocritical. Yeah, it's hypocritical. Yep. They're not gonna do it. They're gonna look up to you and they're gonna do what you do. Something that you said just totally keyed off on uh, you know something we've discussed in other podcasts as well, is you are just constantly in the pursuit of a better version of yourself. Every day, you're just trying to make a better version of yourself. As you sit here, and gentlemen, you've all graduated within the last year. You're a better version of yourself than when you went to ranger school. It's not that you're better than everybody else. You are a better version of yourself, which is important, which is part of being a leader. You need to be constantly pushing yourself because that is part of setting the example. That you are putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. You are putting yourself in situations where you might possibly fail. When you put yourself in those positions, you inspire your subordinate soldiers and leaders to do the same thing and want to do the same thing. So if you are setting that example as the leaders and you are pushing yourself forward and your subordinate and everybody else down the down the line is doing that because these are you know you interact with these soldiers every single day. That is the base of our formation that will continue to advance forward in large masses and large swoves. Leaders that say they don't need to go to ranger school, what would you say to them? I am gonna go ahead and answer that one with I was one of those oh, myself. Oh, man, I love this. Okay, go ahead. And um, I just thought that it was just going to be something where, you know, 
it's just going to be a tab that people idolize and stuff like that. But when I started digging more into it, I started realizing that it's it's way more than that. It's I mean, the tab is a piece of cloth, but the the stuff that you do, the scenarios that you put yourself in is you can't you can't mimic that kind of stuff. I never thought that I could be able to motivate somebody who was the most exhausted they've ever been in their life, the most hungry they've ever been in their life. And then to talk to the person and be able to level with them. And that was something that I learned that I can bring to my unit now. So you were a naysayer. I was a naysayer, sorry, yeah. And now you think that it's important. And now I think that it's huge. It's. It, I wish we had regimen standards, to be honest with you, where if you needed to be E5 or above, you had to have a tab in the infantry. Yeah. The experience is really priceless. The people really that priceless. I met there that were regiment guys that, you know, they knew that if they came back as a failure, they were not going to be a leader in their organization anymore or yeah. get RFS. It was just released for standards, released for standards, you know, get those guys just were driven. And that's a drive that I've unfortunately it's absent in some of our ranks. I think that it, it starts at that level. People that are listening to this podcast right now. They've obviously already committed to this. But what would you tell them about taking the next step? What would be the next step? Use the fear of failure to be able to push yourself through those times of adversity. I'm telling you, the rewarding side of it is is just uncomparable to anything else. All right, so Potter. As far as going to Ranger School, I think everyone should attempt it. Okay. Like, everybody should attempt every, it. I think everybody should attempt it. If you're in the Army, why not? It's there. You know? Okay. All right. It's there. Yeah, I fair. guess like, I did what I had to do to get there. You know, you always learn something from going there. Not being infantry took a, a greater step than most people in my MOS. I, I've never seen anybody from my MOS, yeah. 8A Mike, going and doing that. I didn't okay. even meet one in I my entire not. class. Yeah. So, you know, I felt like an oddball. So yeah. as far as we talk about comfort, yeah, I was out of my comfort zone. You know, there's people there that will help you. So you'll have the help if you go. All right. So now I have a question specific for you. So you probably didn't see it, but on social media, there was a picture that was posted of you uh, getting your Ranger tab. A gentleman's comment was, why would you send an 88 mic to Ranger school? That is an infantry school. Okay, so hey, you have an open mic now. So I actually didn't see that post. I had I had to hear from a third person. Yeah, well, this. I commented back on it. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I had heard that you commented, but on, to this day, post. I still haven't looked at the post because yeah. you know there's there's haters out there. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's people that are jealous. You know. Oh, what <laughs> jealous? There's people that are jealous. Uh, you're damn right. He's so, jealous. Yep. If I can do it, why do they have to bash on me? They they should go and do it themselves, and yeah, then they have the right to make a comment. I saw a guy who was a cyber engineer. Man, what are you doing here? I was like, he's making this op order. He's stressing. And I was like, what's driving you to be here, man? He's like, it's ranger school. And I was just like, at that moment, I knew exactly what he meant. Like, yeah, it's ranger school. It's ranger school. something that you're never, ever going to be able to achieve ever again. That's true. I applauded every single person that was a non-infantry MOS there. That's awesome. I can't totally remember everything that I said to this individual in my comment. And it was pretty professional. But we need everybody going to ranger school. Yes, it is infantry focused. It absolutely is. But we need everybody in our army to be able to do that. Okay. As an 88 Mike, if you're going to a recovery operation, or if you're part of some supply chain, you will not have an escort. And we need leaders that understand tactics, understand the combat arms kind of side of things so that they can protect that formation. And we've seen this in modern history. There's multiple cases in the GWAT, especially during the invasion of Iraq, because they couldn't land nav because they could not set up communication equipment and also because they could not properly utilize their weapon systems were unable to defend themselves at the end of the day 
you're a soldier first. I don't care what your MOS is. Shoot, move, communicate. Exactly. Thank you for saying that because I probably wouldn't have said it like that. And that's a way better way of saying it. Need you to shoot, move, and communicate. Everything else that you can do, that's icing on the cake. Even if you're an AFN sound DJ, the first thing I need you to be able to do is to shoot your weapon. So here's what we're going to do because we are all rangers. We are all going to pledge on this podcast to one soldier we're going to help get the ranger tab. So who wants to go first? Who are they going to commit Yeah, I'll to? go first. Uh, I have PFC Pavoni. He probably already knew I was going to say his name. He just got his EIB down in Poland. Yep. And he's just a, a squared away guy who has what it takes. He, he's going to be my guy. He's going to go. Mine is actually going to be Major Upshaw, the regimental S2. I'm going to help that guy get to ranger school. <laughs> one, because he motivates the hell out of me. And two, he just needs to go. Uh, it'll be good for him. So he loves army training. So he'll love ranger school. So I'm going to help him do that. I actually got two. Okay. Oh, he's stepping it up. I well, it's funny because I actually have six. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but I mean, there's two, but. Good. Who are uh, they? But right now it's, it's Specialist Matias Miller and Private Acevedo. If you're listening to this, just, I know you can do it. Just put in the hard work. I did it. If you got questions, I can teach you it what I did and it's going to be successful for you. All right. For me, it's going to be Specialist Cohort. I'm pretty sure he will be listening to this podcast as well. He has a heart. I saw that since he came in as a, a little PV2. He would always strive to learn, always strive to be better. And I remember teaching him because that's how I uh, was taught. You see those private next to you, you got to be better than them. Okay. You got to be the best private out there. I think, yeah, special score will be my choice. I will get him to go to Ranger School and get his tab. All right. So we have the commitment. Let me offer you some tips, okay? So as we talk about this, you know, we talk about, you know, motivating others and getting others ready for Ranger School. You know, you just got to do one thing. So help these people that are asking the questions or maybe they aspire to go. Just help them do the basic thing first. Get ready for the PT test. And then once they meet the requirements as far as the push-ups, the sit-ups, and the five-mile run, all right, now let's go do the 12 miler. Let's get ready for the 12 miler and do that and everything else. And as you get through that stuff, you know, you teach them along the way, you provide them insight along the way as you kind of help coach, mentor, and lead them through that. And once they're done with that, all right, you're ready. If you can meet these requirements, now you just need to go to a pre-assessment. All right, hey, you can do a pre-assessment. Here's how we're going to get ready for it. And then boom, through the pre-assessment, go to ranger school. Just one thing at a time. Okay, you can't do the push-ups. All right, let's start working on push-ups together. Here's some push-up drills. Can I know. add something else, our major? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if they're listening this far, I, you, they need to go to ranger school. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Interested. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as they meet those requirements and they've had somebody grade them honestly, yeah, you know, give them an honest yeah, yeah. assessment because you can, you can't just grade yourself and be like, I'm good. Yeah. Once you get an honest assessment, that honest feedback. And you can go, you need to go because if you're waiting for the perfect opportunity, it's not going to come. Everything's not going to align for you. And it's going to be like, oh, you know, an aha moment. Like now I need to go. It's you need to go as soon as you meet those requirements because the clock is ticking. It's not going to go backwards. If they're still listening now and, and they meet those requirements, they need to jump on that opportunity as soon as it arises. Absolutely. Yeah, just that. go ahead and do it. Go All ahead right. and do it. And honestly, well, I had to go to Artec after uh, pre-assessment. I failed Artec. Okay. They, uh, I was failed, I would say, for push-ups. Um, like, even if you failed at Artec, don't let it, as I was saying, don't let that fear overtake you, take over you, because you'll be fine. Just go ahead and do it. It's fine. Learning your mistakes. All right, they failed me on my push-ups. Maybe I should do better push-ups. And yeah, just go ahead and work on you, on yourself. 
don't let one failure dictate what is your experience going to be like. Okay. Yeah. So funny story time. Funniest story of Ranger School. So in Mounds, we had this call, uh, this thing called Snack X, where you you can buy stuff that you need for Florida face, get some uh, stuff ready, maybe get some to eat real quick, but you had to eat it right there on site and could not bring it onto Florida face because Florida face, they do a layout. Yeah. So um, I bought these beef sticks and I forgot about them. So when I moved on to Florida and they laid us out, they found those beef sticks. Uh-oh. And that was one of the scariest moments in my life because I thought I'm going to get dropped. Right, for an integrity violation. For an integrity violation. Um, I owned up to my mistake. I talked to my CO and he was like, all right, you'll gain three spot reports, Ranger. So if you get one more spot report during your patrols, you are getting recycled. Quote unquote, he said, if you get your head out of your ass, I will forget about those spot reports and you will graduate. Fast forward to the day after peers when I already knew I was a go, they called my name for a board. I was standing right outside the company area. I did the normal report thing. Hey, Ranger said, news of reports is required. He started talking to me. All right, Ranger, you know why I'm here? I was like, yes, sir. I got three spa reports for the for my beef sticks. Like, yeah, so, you know, he started telling me, uh, you did good on your patrols. You did uh, you did good on your peers. You, so I have no doubt you will graduate with next class. My heart just sunk. And I thought, I'm screwed. And he asked me, you know, it's a six-week recycle. You can just, you know, just quit. You know, it's it's fine. You can just go home. And I told him, no, sir, I'm just going to stay here, whatever, however it takes. And at the end of the board, they asked me if I had any questions. I asked the CEO, sir, you said if I get my head out of my ass and do good, you will forget about those spot reports. And he said, you know, Ranger, I said I will think about it. But, hey, I am a man of my word, so you are graduating tomorrow. Oh, man. So that was the happiest and funniest moment because they started laughing. They just bursting in laugh, <laughs> asking me if I was about to pass out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was an experience. And everybody was waiting outside or you came out, you're like, I'm graduating. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely happiest and funniest moment in Ranger School. That's awesome. All right. What do you got, Park? All right, so this was during the Derby Queen. Uh-huh. So the RIs were making us line up in twos. The first two people, they had to call cadence, while the the two people in ha- ahead of them had to do the obstacle. So you had to call the cadence until they completed that obstacle. And there was just one dude, he didn't know cadence, and all of a sudden he just started singing peanut butter jelly time. And like he just yelling it at the top of his lungs, and like everybody's just laughing. And the RIs are just like, they were trying so hard not to laugh, trying to keep a straight face. I just remember that was so funny because we're just all tired and exhausted. And you know, he, this dude just found some way to make us all just laugh at the top of our lungs. That, that's, that just stuck in my head to this day like singing peanut butter jelly time like those little things are mood boosters they are (laughs) any laugh you can get if you can laugh in the suck it's motivation definitely i set i set my rucksack on an mre one time and i'm freaking out and i almost got in a fist fight with somebody because i couldn't find my mre and i was accusing my buddy that was in the foxhole taking my mre (laughs) he just i remember he's like super tired he just kicked my rucksack He's like, you're such an asshole, Burke. And there's my MRE. And I was like, just sat down. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for finding that for me. Uh, for me, it was just a physical pain that people put themselves under, the self-induced pain of eating as much story. food as possible <laughs> in the shortest amount of time. Because, yeah, you get these bake X's and stuff like that. They only give you 
30 minutes to eat this yeah. impossible amount of food <laughs> and everyone's just trying to crush this and you just see grown men just on the floor just like suffering holding their stomachs in the fetal position because they're just so full they ate so much food that was something that was just hilarious to me and then by that time everyone's in a better mood so it was just like everyone's cracking up and so on the topic of food what was the first thing that you ate that you could just not wait to have after you graduated Raider School? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and you're in the United States? So yeah. we got some Chick-fil-A. Right. That was the first thing we did. Honestly, I, I can't remember what I ate when I first got out. I always think about during Florida was I want McDonald's. Yeah. You know, the McDonald's here is different than it is in yeah, the States. Yeah. And I was just like, I hadn't tried it in so long. I was just like, oh, McDonald's. And everybody's just telling stories. Oh, I'm going to get a nice steak and all this. I'm like, I just want McDonald's, man. Yeah. People have lists. You get <laughs> oh, there, people make the lists. Book. Oh, yeah. Everyone just starts sharing lists. And yeah. you're looking back at it now. If I looked at my list, I'd be disgusted with the stuff that I put on <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, yeah, that is true. You put some nasty concoction. So we, we, we stopped at, uh, is it Golden Buffet? Is that what it's called? Golden Corral? Gold Corral? Is that yeah, a buffet? We heard, we heard about Corral, it. Yeah, yeah, we've heard about it. Yeah, whatever it was. I don't remember. Some buffet, Golden Corral, Golden Buffet, whatever it was. <laughs> so we were, we were, that was where we were going. We all decided a group of us had graduated from 275 at the same time. Taxi cab drops us off there. We pile in, get a table and everything else. And I'll never forget. I mean, we're just sitting there just absolutely stuffing ourselves full of food, just eating and eating and eating. I remember one of my buddies, I'm watching him. And he gets up and he walks and he sits at the this family's table. And they're kind of like looking at him and everything else. And uh, like he's kind of talking to him. And then finally, he just kind of sits there. And then I'm like, wait, did he fall asleep? <laughs> so... I think one of the, like the little girls sitting at the table like pushed him and he's like, oh, and he like gets up and he finally he comes back to the table with another plate of food. And I'm like, hey, what did, what were you doing there? I just, I had to sit down. I was so full. Like I was exhausted. So I just sat down at this family's table and then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing to that. That's sleep. You can literally sleep anywhere, yeah. anytime, any place. Oh, yeah, he, he was droning. Oh yeah. He was definitely droning. <laughs> Effects have not worn off yet. No. <laughs> all right. So as we wrap this up in closing. So first, super proud of all of you for graduating Ranger School. And I look forward to seeing what you guys accomplish in the future. And going forward, I know that you'll all inspire uh, others to do the same thing. You know, to everybody that's listening, we have a phenomenal program in TCR. Uh, we want to get you to Ranger School. And if you're still thinking, you know, and you're listening and you're not sure if you want to do it, first, find somebody that has a Ranger tab and ask them. Um, and they will absolutely support you in your venture uh, to go do it. Don't care who you are. Make that investment. Make that investment in yourself. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you again for listening. Dragoon 7 signing off.